we are back for an express episode of Too Many Men. Eric Johnson, John Gallietta. Um, it is it is very quiet here to start this episode. Yeah, solemn weekend. Yeah. Uh, ha- happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving uh, football. Happy Did early it... Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but as I said earlier, it's quiet here mainly because there's only two of us when there usually is six. But it is not loud in Philadelphia because there was some loud chants towards Ben Simmons today and a lot of boos. Oh, listen, and as you said, like, moments before we started, rightfully deserved, man. I mean, like, after that that way, the way he exited at Philly, you know, it's, it's a long-awaited game for a lot of Philly fans. I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember last year when he was a uh, – you know, first traded, there were people literally waiting, like tracking his car outside of the hotel for him to get to the arena so they can like boo him, like as he like walked out and he didn't even play that game. So I knew it was going to be a great a sight to behold, and it was. I wanted to go to this game so bad because I too, can't, man. I can't stand that man. I I cannot stand him. After oh. the series against the Hawks, you know, death knell one on one. Right, like that was the nail in the coffin for him here. And now that he's in Brooklyn, one of the biggest rivals to this team, it's a it's a chance for Philly to finally unleash their emotion that they had towards him for years. And they let it out. And I can't blame him. So right now the Sixers are up 10, 99-89. There's 618 left in the fourth. But I will say this. I saw something very, very strange in this game. I saw Ben Simmons take free throws and make them. But at the same time, he got a yin and yang with him. He also missed two free throws and got everyone in the crowd free free Chick-fil-A. So, you know, at least he yeah, had one, one last solid for the Philly faithful. And apparently the Sixers in the arena proudly announced that there was Chick-fil-A. As they should. I mean, but I, I, like <laughs> Chick-fil-A is always cause for celebration. And when it's caused by Ben Simmons doing what he, what he always does, it's even better. Yeah. And again, there's no hard, there's a lot. Well, there's no hard feelings. There's no personal, like hard feelings for me. Like I can't stand the guy, but I, I bet he's kind of, I bet he's a nice dude, but man, Philly is just ruthless towards him. And I get it. I totally, totally, absolutely, 100% get it. Um. Anyway, the Sixers are up leading in what has been a mixed, mixed bag for the Sixers of uh, this season to start. Uh, no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi in this game, um, which is which is not great. But again, to see Tobias come out and see DeAnthony Melton come out and see all these uh, all these guys step up uh, when it matters was is really good to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you only can do so much when your entire lineup is doing injuries, is, is you know, is dealing with injuries, you know, and against a team like the Nets, who on paper ha- are stacked with stars, you know, this is an admirable performance. And, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, this continues that you guys, can, you know, cannot bring the home the win. Well, let's let's win this game first, you know, and then we could discuss, oh, well, there's where – um. You know, this is where Philadelphia, you know, we can see what team they really are. Week 11 in the NFL. Now, I did not listen to Friday's episode. I was I was away for the weekend. Uh, did you guys just completely just destroy the Packers? Uh, I mean, a little like yeah, a little bit. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, we did. But Christian Watson did what Christian Watson does. It's just a. That Packer, like I, th- I think we, what we more so did is we gave the Tennessee their flowers because you know hats off to Mike Vrabel and what he's done with that team over the last few years. Three straight seven and three starts over the last over the last like three years with Tannehill as a starter. No, like despite a insane amount of injuries and roster turnover, look at that receiving core and they're yet they're still seven and three in the top. Yet yes, they're in the AFC South, the worst division in football. But still, you know, it's it speaks for itself. That's an amazing a record, you know. And Mike Vrabel has got to be one of the most elite coaches in the NFL. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, the lengths he'll go to for a Super Bowl. 
I mean, he'll he'll cut it off for a Super Bowl. Oh, listen, and yeah, no, no one's questioning his, you know, his how much he wants it, especially. Oh yeah, and I'll say this: I'm going to make this brief on the Thursday night game. You know me; I don't like the Packers. They're my, they are what you you are to the Patriots, what I am to the Packers. Always good to see them lose. Derrick Henry is king, and uh, yeah, four and seven, tough scene. Maybe it's like Aaron Rodgers should have had another weapon or two. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, Christian Watson's good and all, but you know what would be nice? Christian Watson and, say, Devontae another Devontae Adams. Somebody like a Devontae Adams. And we'll get to the Raiders in a little bit. Um, meanwhile, the Sunday games. Like I said, this is an express episode, so I'm going to try to knock these off as quickly as possible while getting to the point. Falcons beat the Bears 27-24. Uh, tough loss for Chicago. They keep putting up more and more and more points. Just can't seem to find the win, but Justin Fields is him. He is him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's become abundantly clear that we made a that the Jets and the Niners. I think I know Tony thinks that the Niners. That's the jury's still out on Lance because he hasn't played, but it's you know, pretty. I think it's a very good argument that both the Jets and the Niners passed on Fields when they like and as a huge mistake. Yeah, and also the, the Patriots too. Since you brought it up about the Ford Niners with Trey Lance, and I know Tony's a big, big Trey Lance guy, um, I need to see what he can do. He's proven me nothing. I know he's hurt, and he's you know there's there's the injuries and the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, but he hasn't seen the field. To me, yeah, I mean- there that's that's a difference maker, right? The best availability, the best ability is availability. And Trey Lance just hasn't had that. And I know this year is, is a lost cause, but, you know, what if Jimmy Garoppolo takes him to the Super Bowl this year? They still going Trey Lance? I'm not sure. I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's such a freaking um, difficult situation that they're in, especially because they have to they trade it up for him. You know, I mean, at least with uh, our shitty quarterback, you know, the Jets – we didn't have to trade up for him. So, you know, if worst case scenario, we had a pretty good few draft classes. We can move on pretty, you know, I, I wouldn't say unscathed. You know, it's not the best thing having your number two, a top three pick bus, but, you know, it's been better than having a trap, like a pick you traded up for in the top three bus. Especially knowing what Miami has done with your first round picks. Yeah. Um, Falcons get a much needed win, get back in the NFC South race. Uh, Ravens win a defensive struggle, 13-3 against Carolina Panthers. Not really much to say about this game. Points were at a premium, and Justin Tucker is is a beast. That's all I could really say about that whole thing. Yeah, just one of many games this weekend where the trend was the defense, amazing defensive play being let down by shitty offenses. Yeah, and um, by the way, it was tweeted out by the Dallas Cowboys that it's your move, OBJ, I emoji. Oh we have the actual Dallas Cowboys account, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Bills beat the Browns 31-23 in Detroit, not Buffalo. Uh, they did move this game to the chagrin of many on this podcast, and uh, the right team won. The, the, te- the B- Buffalo got the win, which was important, which was uh, – and I – I think we said this last week. It wasn't a must win for the Bills, but it was it was headed in that direction. Um, and they were able to to get it done, especially with that um touchdown to Stefan Diggs at the end of the first half. Yeah, I mean I I mean it's pretty much one as we all predicted it to be. I mean, yeah, Cleveland gave him a scare in the first half going up going up ten nothing. But I I don't think I was it was ever really in doubt. You know, like, I mean, everyone knew the Buffalo would come back. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not exactly thrilled with the result, considering if they had lost, that at least we wouldn't be in last place in the division. We'd be in third with tiebreaker. But the Bills, what I mean, what, what can I say? They weren't going to go, they weren't going to go ahead and lose three in a row. They're too good of a team. Yeah, they, they just couldn't. I mean, Cleveland tried their best, but no 23. They are now three and seven on the year, uh, heading soon. Closer and closer into Deshaun Watson territory uh, when he makes his return uh, against Houston. Yeah. And speaking of Houston, losing 23 10, 
to Washington. Kendall Fuller set the tone with a pick six, and the commanders did not look back from there. Houston, I think, is far and away the worst team in football. They are definitely showing it. I mean, there was no fight here from the Texans. Damian Pierce only had eight rushing yards all day. Yeah, I mean, just to completely rolled over, it seemed to me from watching that game after that pick six, they never really seemed to put up much of a fight. I feel like Washington was just in control throughout most of it. And you can really just see, I mean, that team has kind of completely turned itself around since uh, they got rid of Wentz as a starter and put Heineke under center. Hmm. You know I mean? It's almost like we knew he was the problem. And, but, but I mean... <laughs> It is kind of crazy, though, that, like, Heineke, he's not, like, a world beater or anything. It's just, is Carson Wentz that bad that it's just they're able to win these games just like that off, the, off their defense? They don't even have Chase Young back yet. He yeah, and started he, practicing. I was going to say, just start practicing this week. But the thing is, man, this is multiple places where Carson Wentz has just not been able to come through in the big moment. You know, in Indianapolis, he couldn't win when it mattered, especially at the end there. Uh, now with Washington, it was just a struggle from the word go. And I don't think he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league anymore. And just what Heineke has been able to do has been outright amazing for them. Six and five tough road to the playoffs, but still got to give him credit where credit's due and credit to coach Ron Rivera too, after going ham at that press conference a couple weeks ago and switching to Heineke, it's been nothing but success in Washington, and they've been, I think it was 5-1 and one since the the, uh, the change. Love to see it, yeah, in Washington at least. Props to Rivera. That shows leadership, you know, going and being able to, like, not make such a decision, you know, to bench Wentz, even with him being healthy, you know, and going with the decision that might make him look a little bit, you know, I mean, not not that I wouldn't say foolish, you know, because it's obviously the right decision, but it might make him look a little bit hypocritical, you know, with all the way he was banging the table for Wentz and defending him in that presser, like you said. Yeah, and speaking of Wentz's former team, the Eagles, they won 17-16 over the Colts, but don't mistake this. This was not a showing to be proud of if you're Philadelphia. This is two weeks in a row where the team is underwhelmed. Yes, they came away with the win, but it was just barely. Yeah, it was an ugly win. A lot of tur- like a few, a few untimely turnovers for uh, the Eagles during that game. The Colts under Jeff Saturday have been, have been looking like they've been playing with a little bit more energy, just at least in the defensive end. You know, on offense they still struggled to score sixteen points. You know, Jonathan Taylor he had that great you know opening drive with ended the touchdown. Did not do much after that, but uh, yeah, I mean. The Colts, I mean, the Eagles, like the Eagles were able to get an ugly win, and a win is a win, you know, end of the day, no matter what. Jalen Hurts was able to grit, you know, show why he's, his name is up there in the MVP race, you know, by like, you know, putting like, using his legs and getting the win at the end. Yeah, and that's really what made the difference is the mobility of Jalen Hurts towards the end there. Um, But again, second week in a row where the team is kind of, Taking a step back, not really showcase their true might, especially against the Colts, who are a weaker team than the Eagles by far. Um, I don't know, not really much more to say about that, but the Eagles got to bounce back in a big way on uh, next week. Who do they play next week? Eagles play, I believe, the Packers. Yeah, Green Bay. Okay, they, they should be able to beat the Packers. They should yeah. be able to uh, to do that. All right, the moment you all probably clicked on this podcast, do you see the title? You understand. Patriots beat the Jets 10-3 to in a game yeah. that almost killed John Gallietta. I, don't, uh, I, I, I know it's the freaking title, but fucking... Let's, 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 get, let's get through this shit. Okay, where to begin? Yeah, right. so the, the, the title is going to be about the quarterback. It's going to be about him. But let's start with the game itself. Right. Jets defense playing great. Patriots defense playing great. Could have been playing better. You know, Devin McCourty had an interception go right through his hands. Um, it's three three for throughout most of this football game. Let me just say this. This might have been the worst game of football I've ever seen. Matt, actually, it is the worst game of football I've ever seen. 
it's not even like what was we lost this game just because Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the league. And I'm and I, I don't say that with any like trepidation at all. That I've seen enough. Okay, I'm 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 canceling Zach Wilson. And there there it is. Yeah, it is is it time to move on from Zach Wilson? Is the whole argument that has been brewing over the past number of days, especially here in the New York area. And I want to thank I want to thank the Jets. And I want to thank Zach Wilson for taking all the heat away from my team's forty to three loss that we'll get to in a little bit. But the thing is this: Zach Wilson was nine for twenty-two for seventy-seven yards on Sunday. Bum, bum. You can't be doing that. It's like the Jets are winning games in spite of Zach Wilson. That, then that's exactly it, then, Eric. You completely have been nailing everything about the last few weeks. This entire season, in a nutshell, you know, everyone likes to tote around this, oh, five and for this game at least, five and one as a starter for Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. You know, but the problem with that being, <laughs> the problem like with that entire thing is that they're winning games on the backs of their defense and their special teams, you know, like with Zerline, who's been a rel- pretty reliable kicker this year, and our defense, which is unbelievable, the turnaround that Robert Sala and Dan o- and Dan Obrick have, you know, like brought like on that on that end of the ball this year, you know, and they just were completely let down by Zach Wilson. And if this was just a matter of him having a shit game, you know, listen, I'm a Jets fan. We've seen our many. I've seen. I remember the seeing Ghost game. It's not like Darnold played much better that in that was, game, right? Yeah, that was. Oh but, my god, that was bad. But the difference is, and the freaking most damning part of it is the lack of accountability from Zach Wilson after the game when and he's asked that's by what the. I was going to get to when he's asked by the press, "Do you think you let your defense down by only scoring three points?" Boldface says no. Are yeah. you f- what a joke? Like, that that is the problem right there. It's like it actually like let's talk about how freaking bad this freaking guy is. This guy is literally has comparable stats in within 20 games to Jamarcus Russell, Johnny Manziel, Ryan Leaf. You know, mm-hmm. like and this and this guy has the audacity to be like Oh yeah, my I know my receivers get frustrated. I get frustrated at them too. Like, dude, you say are sailing passes, screen passes, ten yards over the the head of Braxton Berrios. Like some some of those passes that I saw were ones that I was like, "What the hell is he doing? Who's he going for?" All respect in the world to Chris Sims, right? Yeah, a funny and entertaining analyst. You know, generally he's been on point with scouting results. You know, but today, you know, he goes out trying to defend Zach Wilson hater. Zach Wilson being like, anyone can cherry pick film. You know, of lowlights. You don't even need to look at lowlights for Zach Wilson. Watch the all twenty-two every pass. You know, for this guy, man, you are seeing countless receivers wide open that he's just missing. So. To make you feel better, Philly just won 115-106 over Brooklyn. Tobias Harris, 24.6 rebounds. Thank you. This does make me feel good. good great performance from the Sixers. Great performance from Toby tonight. But, Listen, yeah, back to that I'll, I'll say this. I I bounced back from this loss a lot quicker than I thought I would, especially based on – even, even, you haven't even mentioned just in the recap just how it ended with the 10 no. seconds of it all. So, 3-3 game, you know. Zach Wilson, the entire offense of the Jets, incapable of getting a yard, a fucking yard of offense, basically, in total offense, you know, by the end of the game, you know, with all the to- the yards lost in the second half. Unbelievable, really. And uh, so, but the defense, yet again, stop after stop after stop after stop. I don't know how many sacks we had, but we had, we had like seven or something sacks against New England. And yes, they were moving the ball, but we just kept stopping them in the red zone, you know. And I want to say this: Mac Jones didn't look great either. No, 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 he didn't. I mean, and I, I turn. I know his poor perform. I know Zach Wilson's poor performance is going to get the most attention right here on this should, podcast, right, right and it should be. be. But Mac Jones d- did not light the world on fire. I want to make that perfectly clear 
while we're while we're just ridiculing Zach Wilson because we're we're doing what every other media outlet here is doing and just ripping him. But the thing is this: Mac Jones threw for about 230 yards, no picks, no or no touchdowns, no picks. Looked miles better than Zach Wilson did, and he was 10 picks later. I, I honestly think you put any other quarterback in this league, and they win that game. Mm-hmm. Any other starting quarterback in this league can win that game. Yeah, I'm... any other starting quarterback can make a simple freaking pass. And I, I said this in the group chat, and I stand by this. You put Mike White in, he wins this game. And that's what we need to happen. Like that's it's it's unbelievable that it had to come to this, man. Like Zach Wilson is just not like I honestly like I had this like I had a I had a big like back and forth with my brothers with my brothers about this after that Sunday night game after this the game on Sunday. Oh, how are they and doing? I, was, I I haven't reached out to them yet. I I can't imagine they're doing too well. I'm done. We are pissed off as you understand, but you know, listen, they. They've seen that we've been through the same song and dance before, you know, with Jack quarterback. So that's not the thing that's crazy. But like this, the, the, the situation being that like we actually are in a position to win despite and have been in a position to win despite Zach Wilson being as bad as he is. We need to make a move now. The locker room, we lose the locker room. And so I think it's really it's in the best interest of the team. You know, and I'm glad Salah, you know, is being, you know, is being a leader and, you know, making that decision and saying that Zach Wilson's spot is not secure. You know, he might be getting benched, you know. I think Joe Flacco or Mike White wins that game on Sunday. And, you know, I mean, this week against the Bears team, you know, we just need someone. Our defense can do a lot of the heavy lifting. We just need someone to move the chains, let the running game do the work. And there is a chance that you might not see either Justin Fields because he's day-to-day or Zach Wilson due to a potential benching uh, Sunday night when it comes to Jets Bears. Speaking of different Zachs, we are joined by Zach Riley. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, we are talking about Zach Wilson and just the the shitty performance he had on Sunday night. Yeah, it's yeah. tough, man. I mean, you got to have a little bit of accountability in the NFL, and he showed no remorse. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. And that's the thing. Apparently, there were rumors going on that he has lost several people in the locker room, and I don't blame them. You need to grow up. You need to be mature. And this is the whole point of becoming an NFL quarterback. You need to grow up and you need to mature. Yes, it's a learning process for Zach Wilson. Now, I will say this. Have I fully given up on Zach Wilson as a starter in the NFL? John has. I know John has. (laughs) Yeah. But, But the thing is this, right? Like, He's still in his second year. There's still a lot to be done. Um, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year. The name that I have I've been saying for the past couple of days is Derek Carr. Um, and I think that just makes sense from a Jets perspective. You know, you can't be doing – you said the, the word song and dance. You can't be doing the same song and dance with the first-round quarterback in the draft year after year after year after year. That can't, That's not sustainable. Absolutely not. It's, and the this way this is way to win. This yeah, team is what uh, ready to win. Yeah, you need to win. You and, need a veteran. And I will say this because there's a lot of a lot of shit being thrown at the Jets for what they've done the past couple of weeks. But I will I will get say this. Credit to Robert Sala for saying everything right in the press conference after the game, and for the way he's performed as a head coach these past couple of weeks. And credit to the Jets' defense for being a very pleasant surprise in this season, but Zach Wilson is holding this team back. He is holding them back plain and simple. And I texted this. I texted both of you guys this in the group chat and I stand by this. The jets miss Brees hall. And oh, they, of course they do. It's like, and I mean, yeah, of course they miss him, but it, like they miss him way more because what Brees hall did was provide a safety blanket for Zach Wilson. The safety blanket's gone, and he is being exposed left and right. Not only that, he provided he provided an entire offense is really what he did by himself, like you know within himself. I mean, honestly, just the threat of him alone was able to open up so much. You know, like with the other, like with with, with the other with the other backs, Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson, and even like the limited. I mean, Wilson wasn't completely 
off the rails then, you know, until the Patriot game after, uh, you know, after Brees got hurt in the Bronco game. Mm-hmm. Two yards of total passing offense for the Jets in the second half. That is inexcusable. 77 passing yards. That's inexcusable. Nine for 22. That's inexcusable. I know the Patriots have a great defense and have a defensive player of the year candidate, Matthew Judon. But to go for nine for 22 for 77 yards is unacceptable. And he should have had interceptions. Like I said, the ball went right through Devin McCourty for one of them. Yeah, like, listen, even just thinking, like, if I ever see this freaking guy even behind center drop back, like, one more pass for the Jets, I'm going to be so pissed, man. I'm not even, like, kidding you. I am so heated still. And it's been two days. It's been two and a half days since since the great debacle. And it seems like the rumor is that he's going to get benched because Robert Sala is not committed to starting him. And in football language, and we've seen this before, guys, if your coach is not committed to starting you, he's not starting you. Well, is there a chance that this is just a little ploy to get him to start realizing his place? Could be, but I'd still go with a different quarterback under center. And then it doesn't matter if it's Mike White or Joe Flacco. Yeah. yeah, listen, you 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 got. I think you got to go ahead and bench him. And listen, if the team looks better, you know, which I think it's probably going to, it it they are it is going to most likely. Then you know it's all for the better. And even even so, if not, you know, if he can't take being benched, you know, there's plenty plenty of better quarterbacks than him, like Tua, for example, who survived being benched. You know, if you can't take the confidence hit of being benched once, you know, you're never gonna make you're never gonna make it as a starter in the NFL anyway. So it's it's been brutal for Zach Wilson these past couple of days. And it just that performance was it, it was one of the worst I've seen out of a quarterback. And not because of the game itself. Yes, the game itself was bad, but how you handled yourself afterwards and not take responsibility, that's the issue. The fact of the matter is this. He did let his defense down. He let the entire team down. He let his coach down, and he let the fans down. And in a new, in New York, where the media is more important than ever, he's yeah. not going to he's not going to make it here. He can't be doing that. <laughs> can't. And like I said, inexcusable. Patriots didn't look great, but they did enough. Um, Saints beat the Rams twenty seven twenty. The Rams continued their absolute free fall. I, I don't know what's wrong with them this year. Um, Matt Stafford's concussed. Yeah, that 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 might uh that might do it. But uh, Andy Dalton getting the win for uh for the Saints. Zach, what happened with the Giants? Thirty-one eighteen loss to Detroit. It was, tough, it was a tough game. They uh they didn't show up. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the defense wasn't there. The offense wasn't there. And then we were also weren't getting the calls that we needed. So it, you know, and special teams is huge. We had a botched punt. You know, I mean, injuries got to bounce back. That's all. That's all we got to do. Yeah, and this Giants team can. They're still seven and three. Very impressive to start the year. But the Lions have won three straight, and it seems like they are finally riding the ship with Dan Campbell under the helm. Toilet bowl game of the week in the AFC West: Raiders and the Broncos. Apparently, the Raiders do not have enough money to fire Josh McDaniels. Uh, I mean, so- is it time to start saying? Russ is done or Russ needs to leave. I want to I want to see Russ in a year without Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. Okay. Because Nathaniel Hackett he is making a strong argument for the worst head coach in the NFL. If the Broncos scored 18 points a game, they'd be 8 and 2. Jeez. They are instead 3 and 7. That's not a that might be a Russell Wilson problem, but that seems like more of a head coaching problem. Yeah, that's not great. And, and, you know, you can say what you want with the injuries, and Javante Williams, this, then the other thing. Okay, fine. Injuries happen. But still, you got to be scoring more than than 16 points against a Raiders defense that has been banged up. You know? Yeah, I mean, and the, I mean, the Raiders were due, I feel like. They, were they home? I forget. Uh, they, they were. were they, they were on the road. They were in Denver. Oh, they were in Denver. Oh, God. That's just... That's that's worse. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's a tough situation Russ is in because yeah. it's not making him look any better and it's not oh, making that coaching staff. It's, it's not a tough situation Russ is in. He's got $245 million. 
It's tough yeah. the Broncos are in. That's true. For five years, four years, give her like like it or lose, you know, whatever, however they want to deal with it. You know, they can't really get rid of him if they want to. Yeah, and like I said, fool's gold. Yeah. Fool's gold was what they were sold. Uh Devontae Adams wide open on that final touchdown, by the way. Wide open. Uh no other way to put it here. My boys got our asses totally kicked. Yeah, Eric. Uh 40 to 3. They swarmed him. Yeah. it wasn't a good uh yeah and there's no there's no defending this game this was a dud and a stinker absolutely outplayed in every every word yeah R- rushing game kicking game offense defense you name it the way the cowboys won this game has me vaulting them to potential super bowl contender cuz if they won like 20 to 3 I wouldn't say that, but scoring 40, that's impressive. Yeah. Credit, credits do. And both teams got a short week. Cowboys are playing the Giants on Turkey Day. So are the Vikings. They're playing the Patriots in the night game. But, man, I don't even know what to say that. Uh, to go from doing what we did against Buffalo to that, it's it's depressing. I'm not going to say it's the worst Vikings game I've ever watched, but, ooh, this, that, was, that was a tough one to sit through, to say the least. Tough week for our teams. That's all that uh comes down to it. Yeah, and, and we've had good weeks, so I guess we really can't be too too uh Yeah, you're not gonna win them all. Too too greedy. Uh this is a tough tough stretch though. I mean that now you have uh Patriots on primetime on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm glad it's it's the, at least the night game on Thanksgiving. I I've said this before on this podcast, I can't stand being the noon game. On Thanksgiving, and we've had it a couple years because we have Detroit. The night game's different. Never been, I've never seen my team as the night game on Thanksgiving, so it's going to be different for sure. But still, you got to perform. You got to show up when it matters. We're so close to clinching the division. Let's just wrap this thing up. Um, Bengals win 37 30 over the Steelers. A lot more high scoring than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Steelers have really showed up against the Bengals so far this year, but ultimately Cincinnati comes out on top. It's Monte P. Ryan, three touchdowns. Who would have thought? Um, Bengals are six and four and are still one game back of the Ravens for first in the AFC North. A fantastic Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers for the AFC West. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this game or not. I did not. I did not. You didn't? When the Chargers scored the touchdown with like a minute and 30 left, I said to myself, Patrick Mahomes going to walk down this field and score a touchdown. What does he do? Finds Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I... Another he does what he always does, and he's, he comes in the clutch and helps his team win. They are 8-2 and two and among the favorites for the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Amazing what they can do. They literally called game too. They used the exact same play call for the Kelsey touchdown that like uh, won the game this year uh, in overtime last year against the Chargers in LA. Yeah, and the Chargers fall to five and five, and we're at the point now where I am very much questioning the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, yes, decent performance against the Chiefs, but eventually you got to start winning these games. You have to. And they're they're not. The Chiefs show up when it matters and they they thrive under the, the bright lights. They're eight and two and now the top seed in the AFC. And the way that they've been playing recently, I can't see them losing anytime soon. They almost beat the Bills as well. Could be nine and one. Could be. Um, what was that, Zach? I said could be, but oh yeah. You know, <laughs> hindsight 2020. Yeah. Monday night football in Mexico City, the 49ers defeating the Cardinals 38-10, a shellacking. Yeah, this game was not fun to watch. Now, John and I were at the Devils game, so we didn't watch this. I was at work. We were watching it. it But I I saw the Brandon Ayuk touchdown. I saw the George Kittle touchdown. And I just saw the Niners just take control. Um, Teams in the NFC should be scared because the 49ers have arrived. Yeah, they look great. Back on track. It tells me how good. The Jets would be if they just had a quarterback even as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Man, John, they have a lot of weapons. Kelsey, what had three touchdowns? I think. We have, we also have a lot of weapons, dude. It's just our quarterback throws ten Kittle's yards over Kittle. their heads. My bad. It was Kittle. Kittle had a good game, but man, remember how last year I said Jimmy Garoppolo might be a good fit with the Jets to back up Zach Wilson, and now he might be the starter. And you're like, oh, my, and at the time you're like, oh my god, I don't know if I want Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, a, <laughs> ten games have gone by. Oh man, Jimmy Garoppolo, please come through that door. Literally, I mean, the man to like equal Zach Wilson's touchdown total in this one game alone, bro. I mean, it's that's mm-hmm. that's 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 not evidence enough, bro. What what did I send in the group chat? The thing about Joe Flacco being close to uh to Zach Wilson. Yeah, Flacco threw five touchdowns in three games. Wilson's thrown four and seven. I, I missed the days when I had I felt like I felt comfortable whenever the quarterback would drop back. Black. You you crave for those days. And oh, even better, Sam Darnold's gonna start this week for the Panthers, John. That's so funny though. I mean, oh my god. It it's like it's funny because Darnold's actually probably gonna beat the Broncos. The Broncos. Oh, I know. Just they're having that kind of a year. <laughs> Week 12 in the National Football League. Three Thursday games on Thanksgiving. Nothing better than Turkey Day football. And we start with the 12-30 game on CBS. The Detroit Lions once again playing at four fields. This year, it is the mighty Buffalo Bills coming to the Motor City or staying in the Motor City uh, after they beat the Browns. Uh, Tony's got the Bills. Tom has the Bills. I also have the Bills on the road. John, are you going Bills or are you going Lions? I ain't going the Bills. And Zach? Uh, I'm going to give the the Bills. I'm going to go Bills. Lions have won three straight, but I have a feeling it's coming to an end on Thanksgiving, although they always play tough um, on Thanksgiving. Uh, 4.30 on Fox, the New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys, Battle of the NFC East, and a very important matchup for both teams. Tony has the Cowboys. Tom has the Cowboys. I am also taking the Cowboys at home. Uh, John, are you going Cowboys or Giants? Give me the Cowboys. Zach, I know I don't even have to ask. Yeah, I'm going Giants here. Yeah, and the no thing question about it. We're, will, we're winning the Odell Bowl. I will say this: <laughs> Imagine if Odell just picks a team like right after this game. He's gonna. He yeah, he's gonna whoever wins this game is getting Odell in my mind. I will say this though: the Bills or the, the Lions plus ten and the Giants at plus nine and a half and nine and a half is disrespectful. I like the underdog at least covering in oh, both yeah. of those matchups. Yeah. By the way, I know Zach, you're doing the overs club for Barstool, the big gobble. Yes, sir. I haven't played it yet, but I will tomorrow. Yeah, what is it? One hundred forty-four. Uh yes. For three, that's reachable, and I think Bills lines is going to be your best, uh, your best chance at that. Yes, for sure. I'm glad they made it a number that made me not even question it and just do it. Re- remember two years ago during COVID when they had to cancel one of the, uh, <laughs> when they had to cancel the Steelers game, which was the night game, and they switched it to a like college basketball game for the big gobble. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, good times! How do we, how how do we survive with sports through that period? Looking back, honestly. Uh, eight twenty on NBC. The Minnesota Vikings look to get back on track, hosting the New England Patriots at US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Tony is being a hater and taking the Patriots. Tom is being is being nice to me and taking the Vikings. I am also taking the Vikings at home. If this was in New England, it might be a different story. But I do think that the Minnesota crowd is very, very hyped for having a home Thanksgiving game for the first time in God knows how long. I'm going to take the Vikings at home. John, who are you rolling with? I'm also going to take the Vikings. I'm just surprised Tom is. I'm surprised he, you, he didn't try and bring up like, oh, primetime cousins or something like that. No, no, I knew Zach was going to. And I was just about to ask him, Zach, I assume you're taking the Patriots here because of primetime cousins. Um, you see, I would. But, but I think he's going to bounce back off of this last bad loss. Yeah, and I I think especially the, at home on Thanksgiving, yeah. like you said, it it's going to be a different atmosphere. And this is a good this is a good chance for him to win a big game in the spotlight, right? Yeah, 
having the Patriots not that strong a team. They, they home. scored three, or well, really ten, but that was just you know a freak accident. Touchdown at the end, yeah. three points against the Jets. Yeah, let's be clear: the Patriots are not really that good. Like they've not beaten anyone great, to be honest. Right? The only quarterbacks they've beaten are Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Erlinger, and Zach Wilson twice. How many wins do they have? Don't they have six wins? They don't. Wait, who am I missing? There's one one I'm missing. Yeah, I'm I'm looking that the Steelers. Up. Oh yeah, so Trubisky or Trubisky, yeah. Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett. Um, and by the way, this is the first of four straight primetime games for the Patriots. Their next four quarterbacks they're facing: Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and your other three are Joe Burrow, Tua, and Josh Allen again. So they're going to be tested towards the end of the yeah, year. For this sure. is. This is the stretch where you find out if the Patriots are for real. And if they win these games and make it to the playoffs, I will give major props to Bill Belichick and crew. One o'clock on Fox. Oh, John, this this is the game you were talking about. This could be the, the tank bowl of the week. The Denver Broncos traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers in Charlotte. Ooh. Uh, Tony is taking the Broncos. Tom is taking the Broncos. I was going to take the Panthers until I found out Sam Darnold was starting. So I'm going to go with the Broncos on the road. Uh, John, are you going to ride with your former quarterback or are you going to ride with Broncos country? I'm actually taking Darnold here. Oh my God. Wow. T- times of times have changed here. Wow. Imagine John saying he was going to take Sam Darnold over Russell Wilson this time last year. Uh, those, these Broncos, like this is, this is another, just think about how like, the scenes that are going to happen if they lose the Panthers next week. I'm, like, I mean, they keep finding new ways to hit rock bottom, this team. By the way, we'll give credit where credit's due to uh, to head coach Steve Wilkes because he is doing a really good job uh, with the Panthers and at least making them look competitive week after week. Uh, Zach, who are you going to take? I can't go with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And, I, and the Panthers have shown – moments of being able to score a lot of points this year and the Broncos just can't score enough points to win games so I'm gonna have to go with uh the Broncos or sorry the Panthers the over under for this game is 35 damn honestly under (laughs) this might be 10-3 yeah like this really could be that game uh one o'clock on Fox at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland Ohio the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are currently leading the NFC South, take on the three and seven Cleveland Browns. Both of the Picnic boys are taking the Bucks, as am I. I am taking the Buccaneers on the road. John, are you going to go with Brady and continue his undefeated streak since the divorce? Yes, sir. By the way, free money of the week, Bucks minus three. I- who are they playing? The Browns. The Browns. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That seems. That seems. Yeah, I think is that's going to be like, like a three flat or three and a half. Three. Mm, all right. Are you going to roll with the Buccaneers, Zach? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I think Tom Brady is he's he's still undefeated uh, since his divorce, yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yep. That's all right. What I'm saying, so. Yep. Yeah, we are all clean sweep in favor of the Buccaneers. One o'clock on CBS. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Now, before I get into this game, did you guys see the report about the stadium in Jacksonville? No, I did not. Though that there was apparently they found like dead rodents behind the concession stands. Oh, there was violations. Oh, gross! Numerous violations. I I think I I texted somebody this. I was like, you need John Taffer or Gordon Ramsay to go in there and clean up the place. Kitchen nightmare. That's the whole Jags organization. He's just like, you can make an entire season of stadium nightmares. I'm just saying. Oakland, the TIA Bank Field, you know all these, all these, uh, these stadiums that have questionable, uh, yeah, quite uh, what it, what's the word? questionable hygiene methods. Yeah. Um. Either way, Tony and Tom are both taking the Ravens as mine. Taking the Ravens on the road, John. This is potentially your first chance at a bird team. Are you going to take it? Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Zach, how about you? Are you going Ravens or Jaguars? I'm going to have to go Jags. I think uh, 
the Ravens haven't looked great, but they're able to win games, and this should be a team that they should uh, beat. Jaguars are plus four against Baltimore on Sunday. One o'clock on CBS, the one eight and one Houston Texans traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Tony's taking the Dolphins. Tom is taking the Fins, as am I. I am riding with Miami. Are either of you taking Houston? No. No. Yeah, no, I can't. Making my job a lot easier by doing that. 13 and a half is currently the spread on this game. Should be larger. Moment of truth here, guys. One o'clock on Fox. The Chicago Bears, potentially with Justin Fields, who is still day-to-day, traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. This is the Darrell Revis Ring of Honor game at MetLife. And me, Tony, and Tom are all taking the Bears. Now, I said this last week, but John has made a pledge to not take the Bears the rest of the season. Has that changed since Justin Fields became the newest version of Michael Vick? It's not really a matter of that. I honestly am not worried about him at all, honestly, because I I feel pretty good about our defense stopping him. It's just about the quarterback situation. Now, the coin coin does have us losing this game. It does. It does. But after that, it does have us going on a nice five-game win streak before losing to the Dolphins in the last game of the year. So I I told John this at the Devils game yesterday. I said – the coin knew that after this Bears game is when Zach Wilson's going to get benched. No, yeah. So here's how I think it's going to go. I think that Salvo's going to let him start the game, right? So here we're going to this is how it's going to go throughout the week. Wilson's going to get the start, but then when he sucks, because he does suck and he will suck, he's going to get benched. It's not going to be enough, but Mike, well, the team's going to look a lot better, but the damage is going to be done because Wilson will, you know, freaking, I don't know, like threw a pick six or two or whatever. A pick six or two. Yeah, you know how that goes. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Give me the, I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. I got to go with the coin. Zach, I assume you are going with the Bears as well? Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep here. Oh, I know, Zach, you are a big WFAN listener. Do you see Joe, uh, Joe Benigno went off? <laughs> You know what? I heard someone say that at work yesterday. Yeah, I uh, I didn't hear what happened. What happened? Oh, he's he has he's stomach call- pains from this team. He's calling for Mike White. Oh, well, that's okay. He should. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling for Mike White. Just one o'clock on CBS. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Nissan Stadium to take on the Tennessee Titans in a rematch of last year's playoff game. Tony has taken the Bengals. Tom is taking the Titans. I am taking the Bengals on the road. I think the Bengals need a statement win on the year, and I think this could be it against a really impressive 7-3 and three Titans squad that is dominating the AFC South. John, who are you going to go with in this tight matchup? I'm going to go with the Bengals here, too. I think that last week, you know, it seems like their offense is starting to figure things out uh, now that Jamar's, you know, I mean, actually, Jamar actually might be back for this game, isn't he? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so I mean, getting getting him back is only going to be even better, bigger for them, even better for that offense. So, yeah, give me the Bengals by a mile. Zach, are you in agreement with John and I? Yeah, I, I it pretty much. Yeah, I don't. There's there's no other way I could do it. Bengals are the one and a half point favorites on DraftKings. One o'clock on Fox, the Atlanta Falcons at five and six, taking on the six and five Washington Commanders in Landover. Uh, Tony, Tom, and myself are all taking the Commanders. John, who are you going with? Commanders or Falcons? Hmm, I'm gonna take the Commanders. Here. No bird team this time. Not no bird team this time. Falcons suck. Next game might be a bird team chance for you though. Um, by the way, I do want to point out the Jets are four and a half point favorites against the Bears. Are we really? Yeah, you're four and a half point favorites on DraftKings. Wow. Which I'm quite stunned by. I think it's the first time we've been favored in a game in a while. <laughs> Especially after what we just saw. Um, Zach, who are you going with? Commanders or Falcons? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Commanders. I don't the Falcons are terrible. I, I, and, and could could end up making the playoffs. 
Yeah, I mean that division's just something else. But yeah, I gotta I gotta stick with them. 405 on CBS, the five and five Chargers traveling to State Farm Stadium to take on the Arizona Cardinals. It is still unknown whether or not Kyler Murray will play in this game. Tony is taking the Chargers. Tom is taking the Chargers, as am I. I am taking the Chargers on the road. They have to bounce back after last week. Uh, and it was a good game last week, but it, the result, definitely not what they wanted. Uh, John, who are you rolling with here? Now, uh, I think I'm going to take the Cardinals here, because if they get Kyler Murray back, I, they also are – Need of a bounce back, you know, after this brutal loss against San Fran, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. This Chargers defense is just weak to me. I don't. I, I'm just not impressed by them. I feel like and injuries too. Yeah. Plus, oh, also, yeah. What didn't they just lose Mike Williams for even more time now? So. Yeah, I think they. I think they did. And that is not well. He's questionable. He's questionable. I just looked it up. He is. He is questionable. questionable. Yeah, as of right now, but a lot can change uh, before Sunday. Uh, Zach, who are you going with, Chargers or Cardinals? Is Kyler Murray coming back? Do you want me to give you a Kyler clause? Can we get Kyler clause? Are we doing clauses still? Do you, want me to, do, you want, do you want me to call Tony and find out? Yeah, ask him. Yes. All right, let's, let's, give old, let's give old Tony a buzz and let's see if he uh, – Let's see if because if, if Kyler's in the game, it's a totally different offense for Arizona. It's it, not that like McCoy is. hasn't been doing that bad, but like you know, it was a rough showing on Monday, on Monday night. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's call. Hey, we're doing the podcast. The uh, Zach wants to know if he can get a Kyler clause against the Chargers. No. What? Why? The Cardinals are bad as it is. Kyler, what? No. <laughs> They're at least a little better. Here's how I was it. If Kyler Murray was playing, would it swing the spread? Would it swing the money? What's line? the spread? What's the spread right now? The spread on this game, according to DraftKings, is that the Chargers are favored by four and a half. I'd say that changes it. Kyler Murray playing would make the and that and that is right now with Kyler's uncertainty. Do you think if they were for sure playing Kyler Murray, that would Switch it to Cardinals. I'd say it'd be a, say it'd be a pick em. Five point swing. I think it'd be a pick em. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and tell you right now that the belief is Kyler Murray is playing next week. Okay. That's the spread right now. Fine, whatever, man. I guess you don't. Whatever, I'll take it. Playing games with either quarterback. Please elaborate on why it matters. <laughs> I, he's better than Colt McCoy. Is he? Yes. How much better? I mean, he would have scored more than 10 points. Would he have? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do. I don't know. That's your opinion. Didn't Kyler play two weeks ago? <laughs> I think, I think the, week, the week before they played the Rams? I think he did. I think he would have scored more points on Monday. Monday is a different week. They scored 21 points against the Seahawks. Seahawks okay. defense is great. No. No. Okay. And, and then it got followed up with Cole McCoy scoring 27. <laughs> so Cole McCoy scored. Kyler Murray scored nine against the Seahawks earlier in the season. You're not getting it. The Cardinals only scored only like 20, so, 21 points twice. So Colt McCoy has scored more than Kyler Murray has. Apparently, some games, so, somewhat interchanges, no clause. Okay, the dog, him playing doesn't make him favorite in the game. You don't get a clause. All right, thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. It is decided. So, with that information, Zach, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, still going Cardinals, fuck it, Cardinals. I love, I love that though. Like that's my that's the best part is that you're you're still like yep give me the cards fuck it. Speaking of the Seahawks, four hundred five on CBS, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, coming off a win against the Broncos, traveling to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Tony is taking the Seahawks. Tom is taking the Seahawks. I'm also taking the Seahawks at home. 
the Seahawks do have the best home field advantage in the NFL. And plus, they're simply a better team than the Raiders are this year. Uh, John, are you taking the bird team? I am. I am indeed. And Zach, how about you? What's this game again? Sorry. Raiders, Seahawks. Oh, God. Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half is the spread, by the way. Wow, that that might be a lock. 425 on Fox, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The three and seven Rams taking on the eight and two Chiefs. Tony and Tom are both going Chiefs. I'm also going Chiefs. Is anybody taking the Rams? No. Thank you. No, no. Um, Zach, you want to guess the spread on this bad boy? 11. 14 and a half. Wow. In favor I mean, with how bad the Rams have been, it makes sense. Remember this game a couple of years ago was game of the year. Yes, it was. Game. Crazy how mighty have fallen. Four years time. And that's with the uh, ring. Both teams getting a ring since. Yeah. 425 on Fox Levi Stadium. The New Orleans Saints taking on the San Francisco 49ers. As I've said, the 49ers have just looked unstoppable these past couple of weeks. So I'm rolling with them. So is Tony. So is Tom. John, are you in agreement with us? I am. Yeah, that Niners team is on another level right now. Same same for you, Zach? Yeah, I'll have to go Niners. Garoppolo really impressed me last week. Sunday Night Football in Philadelphia. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Tony, Tom, and myself are both going – or all going Eagles, I should say. Really? John, are you in the same boat as we are? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. By the way, the uh, Niners are favored by nine and a half against the Saints. What is the spread on this game? Eagles minus seven. I'd take Packers minus, uh, plus seven. Are you going to take Packers money line and give them the win? I really want – I'm going to stick with the Packers money line too. Yeah, I, I'd say Aaron Rodgers beats uh, – I'll tell you what though, I respect that pick. Yeah, I I think he turns it around. They've looked he had a good week a couple weeks ago, rough last week, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Can't count him out. Monday night football on ESPN, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis. The Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Here is argument number one as to why we should flex Monday night football games. Tony is taking the Colts. Tom is taking the Steelers. I am taking the Colts at home at Lucas Oil. Uh, John, who are you going, Colts or Steelers? Now, I'm thinking here, I'm trying to think, the Colts, now obviously they've looked better with Jeff Saturday, but the Steelers with Watt back, with Watt, like they have so much more energy, so I'm going to take the Steelers here, actually, on the road. Zach, how about you, Colts or Steelers? I like the Steelers here. Colts are wait, my wait, wait, has Jeff, has Jeff Saturday lost? He lost yes. by one to the Eagles. Okay. All right. But he came, came close. He looked competitive. No, I can't, I can't do it. I'll still go with them. Still go Steelers? Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Those are our picks for week 11. Now, before I go, I want to talk a little bit about the World Cup. Yes. U.S. should have beaten Wales. Should have, yeah. Should have let their foot off the gas, but as I said, it is really tough. I said this in the group chat. Well, it's like getting knocked out really hurt us, though. Tough to stop Garrett Bale. He's just yeah. a beast. Like, he's one of my favorite players in the world. Um, But no, I woke up very upset because my pick was Argentina, and they lost 2-1 to one to Saudi Arabia. What are we doing here, guys? I was pretty excited. Um, I know you were, you were a big Mexico guy against Poland today. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Zero zero. Very disappointed, but yes. You know, games like that happen. At least your your pick didn't lose outright. Oh, I lost outright. So you lost you lost money, right? Yeah. How much? Oh, it was only ten bucks, but that's not not that bad. Um, It's still the principle of me losing the bet. Yes, of course. Now I've said my pick to win the entire tournament is Argentina. I'm still sticking with Argentina. I can't go. I can't go back, especially after today. And plus, their odds didn't dip that much after the loss. Uh, Zach, who is your pick to win the entire tournament? 
I don't know at the moment. I I like France and I like uh, England. Obviously, two favorites. But I'm trying to think of a good underdog. England beat the crap out of Iran the other day. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, let me go take a look. Go to go to John, and I'll come back with my dark horse. All right, sounds good. Wait, what? How about we do this? How about we pick a fair? We pick a dark horse. All right. Yeah. You know, so like Argentina is my favorite. I got to think of a good dark horse. I guess Wales isn't that bad of a dark horse. Like they looked competitive against uh, the U.S. Um, but it's also really good to see Canada make the World Cup uh, again. Uh, which again always always makes me really happy to see. No Italy this time around, which I think is a little yeah. bit better. Um, John, who are you picking to win the World Cup? Well, I am I am picking France to win the World Cup outright, but my dark horse might be some people might be picking them outright, but I'm picking the U.S. as my dark horse. I feel like we're definitely not. You know, it's our first time back in the tournament in a while. I think that we're a younger team compared to some of the other, you know, teams on the, in the stage. And uh, no, we're not good. We're not necessarily the best, but we we can, you know, play with anyone as long as police Pelusic is healthy. My dark horse pick, by the way, I like Uruguay at plus thirty five hundred on DraftKings. Uh, they always have a really good soccer program. Uh, I really like uh, that that entire team. Uh, U.S. is plus fifteen thousand, so they're not too too far. Uh, too too far back. Um, I think Denmark's got a little bit of value there too, plus thirty five hundred. And of course, Ecuador shutting out Qatar uh, in the opening game of the World Cup. First time a home team has lost, or a home country has lost uh, the first game of the World Cup. Yes, it is. Uh, so Zach, who are you? Who are you riding with? My dark horse, Saudi Arabia. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Um, who's your pick overall to win? I'm gonna go England. Yeah, England is it, they. They've that's the one thing they're missing, right? Yeah, World Cup. Be healthier they need right now. And by the way, this is the final World Cup for both Ronaldo and Messi. Yes, it is. Um, four years, four years. It's coming, coming to the states. Gonna be real. Looking forward to that. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Of Too many men. Every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. We hope to get an episode done after the Turkey Day games. Everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your football. Enjoy the parade. And most importantly, enjoy your food. We will see you next time for another episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.